Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Get up to 30% off wedding jewelry at BlueNile.com and remember the joy of your wedding day forever. Blue Nile offers everything from diamond and lab-grown diamond wedding bands to classic pearls, earrings you can design yourself, even gorgeous sapphire pieces for your something blue. Whatever you choose, Blue Nile's pieces are all graded for excellence, for a lasting memento as brilliant as the love that inspired it. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi. Hello. <laughs> it's yogurt. I thought it was the rose. The vibrator rose. Hey, dual meaning. Because it is, because it's a, a rose, like a flower. Yeah. It's like Earth Day. Every day is Earth Day. You should flash it to the camera so only the Patreon people can see what's going on. Ooh. Get it's that just a temporary idea. Get that pause finger ready. They're going to be like, bitch, your brightness is too high. We'll see. Do it one more time. Okay. And then I can tell you because I wasn't looking at my screen. I'll turn my brightness down because I think it's too bright. It's enough to get the feeling of what's happening. If you're on Patreon, you can see things are happening. And I'm not wearing a bra, so you might be seeing Neither. some more. Neither am I. But- is that the Abercrombie one? The shirt or uh-huh. the pants? Shirt. The shirt is not. The shirt okay. is oak and fort, and the pants are Abercrombie. Oak and foot. Oak and fort and Abercrombie. And blue. Oh. There's a beige. Um, I really hate an off-white color descriptors when they use, when they go tan, nude, beige. And I go, undertones. What the fuck? Did, Those are all different colors to me, and they look distinct in my head. completely different, but mm-hmm. they will use them interchangeably. And Abercrombie has this one shirt and they don't have it modeled on a model, so I don't know what the fuck color it is. And I go, this could either look adorable on me or sickly or nude with 
a boxy but nude's nude. But different. No, me. I'm, I am nude. I know what I'm saying. Exactly. When they're like, it's in a nude shade. I go, what shade? What shade of nude? What shade of nude? Hi. Hello. Welcome to another episode. <clears throat> Sorry. Of, but uh, I thought you, you literally were just like jacking off at my face. Melissa, that's why I got choked up. That's why your knees are bruised. Here I was thinking I was delivering the funniest bit. It's like choked up. You go, oh, damn it. You're really one off of me today with these. Here I am. But my wrist hurts. Long weekend. Mm-hmm. Welcome to another episode of But Am I Wrong? Where we, two people who have never, ever, ever been wrong, tell you and the masses, all the people, when you're wrong, when you have been wrong, and soon maybe we'll be able to tell you when you will be wrong. In hypotheticals. Raven, the actress, as opposed to Raven, the character, said that she can't see the future, too. We are so in sync today. It's actually (laughs) fucking insane because I was literally had just read that this morning. Did you? You should also know that um, if you are caught up and you listen to Monday's episode of Don't Blame Me and we told you to head over to the Patreon to see that Melissa and I were matching, know that that's the first episode that filmed that we do we we record in order of when it goes up and so that's the outfit i arrived in mm-hmm. she opens her front door we're wearing the same outfit he he ha ha and that was my driving outfit i had a second outfit to, to wear for the episode which is the one i'm currently wearing but i was like you're in this i i don't want to change i this said gotta comfy. be twinsies we stayed being twinsies then i was picking out of the two outfits i had left I grabbed the other one because I was like, I'm not going to put I see Melissa walk in after our lunch break. Mm-hmm. I went and changed in my bedroom. I retired to the bedroom and boudoir, boudoir. And, and, and changed. And then I walk in and Megan goes, You're bitch. fucking kidding me. Yeah, bitch. <laughs> you're fucking kidding me. And you're like, what? I was like, let me show you what I was about to put into. And by the way, I had not changed yet. Mm-hmm. And I hold up a white t-shirt. And green cargo pants. Yep. And so this is what I ended up wearing so we can match twice in a row. We're like... We we should have took a picture before and then we have to take a picture after. Well, we own these. I don't know if we should take a picture because I did my makeup in maybe 90 seconds uh, at 6 a.m. Um, with three products and I didn't dampen my beauty blender. That's why this isn't blended. Okay. It looks fine. Thanks. No, it really does. Thank you. Your glasses look a little foggy, though. They are. I kept trying to clean them, and then I realized that the shirt I was cleaning them with, I put sunscreen on, like spray sunscreen, and so I've just been coating them in sunscreen. Got it. I have a lens cleaner Oh, in that pile of things I'm not going to touch that tower, <laughs> um, but uh, I'm fine. I usually will just use Windex if I have to. But I I actually have lens cleaner. It's the same thing. I know, but like one smells less chemically. Oh, I love the smell of Windex. Right on your nose? No, I like walk around. I air it out a little bit. Okay. Hello, Christ. Oh, that screen cleaner there. It doesn't smell like anything. That's dangerous. I'm pretty sure those are like the actual (laughs) chemicals that are ones you huff. Yep. Those are the huffing ones. And they don't smell like anything? (laughs) That's bad. Hello, Christ. This is the most... Megan has prayed so many times and called upon the Lord about 20 times a day. 
I haven't prayed because I just keep saying hello Christ and he goes hello Megan I'm here like I'm just yeah but you've a couple times you've said I'm about to sit again right so Jesus is on the main line tell him what you want I'll I'll, I'll roll his calls put him on put him on hold screening the calls (laughs) you're the one calling him that's true speaking of Mormon I love this segue when we were doing see you next Tuesday the previous week we were talking about the Huff twins, but they're not twins. Julianne and Derek, they are from Utah. And things made a lot more sense when I saw that. I don't know how I didn't automatically assume because everyone from Dancing with the Stars, they have a Utah to Dancing with the Stars pipeline. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's his, a slide. His, uh, his grandparents were dancers, too. In Utah? And yeah. cousins, probably. Probably. Um, and then they went to go live with Mark Ballas, the dancer that's on Dancing with the Stars, in uh, in Europe somewhere. And de- they were only supposed to stay three months, and Derek ended up staying like 10 years, and Julianne st- stayed five years. And that's why she was back here earlier to get on Dancing with the Stars. And I thought she was older, and she's actually younger. He gives little brother energy, but she's younger. He does give little brother yeah. energy. Yesterday when I was editing See You Next Tuesday, I was like, let me look into these people. And, You're brave. <laughs> and yeah, those, that's the information that I found. Wow. This crumble cookies also comes out of Utah. I've never had one of the cookies. They just look big and dry to me. And it comes out of Utah. And you know what I say about Utah? Big and dry. <laughs> Have you driven through Utah? It's crunchy. It is. And it looks like a big crumble cookie. <laughs> it is there cracks. It is dry, and you just go. Ah, ah, I need something. I need. I need something to wash this down. And then they go, but make sure you get there before six p.m. because we close everything down. They close. My one of my good friends lives there, Michelle. She listens to this a lot, so she might be listening now. She's always like, come visit, but she also travels a lot. Um, so Peter, there's where she's that. At. Yeah. Here's the thing. I've always wanted to do this as a hot take, and I won't because um, I don't think it's a hot take at all. But I think there are certain states that um, they no, not even that, not certain. I think they're we are on stolen land everywhere, at all of the United States. Um, places like Utah, which are so stunning, so so. So absolutely gorgeous and to have adopted and even like a specific like we have a border of being. Don't look at my self tan. <laughs> Why would you? Unless I have my glasses I was on. First, that means I can pick up. On, first, I was trying to figure out if it was just, you're just like, are you coloring. By the way, Moss then, looked at it one time because we keep getting this at her vitiligo. And he goes, babe. And I go, it's not vitiligo. It's my self tan. He goes, OK. And I was like, you don't need. I'm going to show you. You don't know enough about this. He keeps anytime he sees something on me, he asks if it's vitiligo or psoriasis because we keep getting the ads for both of those things. And I'm like, do you not scrub that before you self tan? So I do, but I put sunscreen spray sunscreen on, which was oil based, and I forgot that I had moisture because it soaked right in mm-hmm. and it didn't leave a smell. And I forgot I had added because I had self tan drops to my moisturizer. Mm-hmm. I don't do self tan. And then I put sunscreen on. You know how you dissolved. want me. You know how you want me to do 
You want to do my makeup? You want to do my something? You should let me do your tan. Because remember, no, I used Melissa, to be a professional. I, I, that's why I was like, <laughs> you want to do my, okay. You know what I was thinking? You know, people started buying like those, doing it at yeah. home and doing the whole thing. That's what I had. Now I know I could get it I and have then to, come over here. But the thing is, they get in your nose a lot. No, no, so you have to do have the, to wear, yeah, and, you have and to the get mask. A HEPA, I mean, the. Yeah. But I'd still, even because of how much I did, I'd still be blowing out. Yeah. It's not good. Yeah. I'm also not um, shy of being nude. We can do the tent outside. I'm not shy about being nude either. I know. I've seen a lot of nude bodies in my day with the spray tanning. So <laughs> on this podcast, we have three segments. We will explain each of them before we get into them. But one of my personal favorite parts, if I can make it through without yawning because when I was yawning it will be so impressive it was one that really hit me in the back of the neck that's what they all say you're so gross no yours just have been better that's all it has been we've been making the same level of nasty jokes yours have been way smoother and better no what you're talking about I can't I can't we have you all vote in who you think was wrong in each situation and segment of the show that is over on our Instagram stories we upload those Usually, I'm gonna say me. I don't want to. I don't want to uh, rope you into my tardiness and delay there. I've been better between Friday to Sunday, sometimes Monday. But hey, everyone! By the time that I think you're listening to this, I will literally have AC. And not to put a lot of pressure on myself, but I'm, I'm, I'm a lot riding on this. I'm convinced that this is gonna change a lot for me. And I told Melissa this yesterday and you were like, you know what? I, I do think so. And I loved that. I loved that as a. I believe in you. Well, it's a big ADHD thing to like set these like benchmarks of like, I can't do this until I have this or like, well, once I have this, like then this will do that. And it's not like a moving the goalposts. It's like literally completely unrelated. Mm-hmm. Like if I have stuff to do, I like you can't shower. I'm like, no, no, no. It's like, no, no, Megan, you could. No, no, no. I, I have to do this thing, so I can't do it. But am I going to do the other thing? No. But then I can't do anything else. But I think with AC, I think it's going to just make my mood a lot better. I've learned that if I don't get up immediately and adjust the temperature and then eat, then I can't think. And I've gone hours without just like sitting in bed trying to work and just doing the same thing over and over again. And it's because I'm not concentrating because my body is concentrating on being hungry Mm -hmm. and cold. Yeah, that's smart. So if you're at everything is taken care of and at base level, then you can think about other things. And I think that's just where your body has to get back to your base level and not from one extreme to the other. Well, because I felt a lot better in the winter and you even noticed that too. Mm -hmm. You were like, you're like, your light is coming back. I can see it in your eyes. Mm-hmm. Like, there's more. But you have there. just gradually gotten better, too. 100%. Because even now, you look better than you did then. Totally. But the day-to-day yes. of, like, I can feel the difference um, in the weather-based things. But I'm very excited. Um, so, yeah. You can vote on those when we post those. And check out the highlights. There's only 24 hours that they will be up. But I upload them to the highlights. So, if you miss one those will be there and we also encourage and love when people reply in to those stories with why they voted the way they did if they agreed with what we said or they have just like any of their own additional thoughts and we read those and the results on our friday episode which is called fisting friday 
Should I leave you alone? No, fisting is a two-person job. I don't know what you're talking about. You're always here. Oh God! To help me fist. No, well, my hands are so much bigger than yours. Like in the practical sense, like I have large hands. You do. I've been told they're basketball hands. I don't and think they're piano that big. hands. I think piano. Well, when I was told they're basketball hands, um, I'm not talking WNBA. I'm talking, I was in middle school and high school. These are, this looks like a middle schooler. <laughs> not professionally. Gotcha. But yeah, definitely piano. Shall we get into our first segment? Yes, we shall. It's called, But Am I Wrong? And that's when we pick something from our own lives and share if we think, you know, am I wrong for this? Who knows? I'm a little teapot. Keep going. I'm a little teapot, short and stout. Here's my handle. Here is my spout. You're up first. I will also add the add the additional. We don't just do our own personal live things. We can also do rants or hot takes. And my rant and it's not a hot take, is stop touching people. We as, uh, we live in a society and in this society, I think we need to touch less. I- Non-consensually. Y- yes, but, I, and, I, and I think like we need to, I'm not a touchy person, so I'm gonna come from that side of it. The only person I am touchy with is Mots. Like, that's it. Like, I am not. Uh, I will be. <laughs> if anyone's, like, ever met me, they'll be like, what? You, like, gave me. Ha-. Like, I will. If I meet, like, someone, especially someone who, like, has followed me for a while. Like, I. And I don't want to say that I do it because, like, I'm awkward or uncomfortable. But, like, that's, like, one of those things that it's. I feel like that's a little bit more personal. Now, currently, if I ran into anyone who's like, hey, I listen to podcasts. Like, and they ask for a hug. I would, like, very politely decline because pandemic um but prior to that like that is something but it's people i'm just meeting for the first time like work people like friends like it's just i'm not yeah we rarely hug no i'm like a a hug someone for the first time like first or second time that i meet them and then i'm like okay cool so are we cool like we don't have to keep doing this hugging isn't my favorite it never has been my whole life um but i've kind of force myself because of this industry yeah and there's but there but now there's just like certain people yeah i i like this sounds bad hugging buys me time sometimes when you're like trying to be like how do i know this person or mm-hmm. like trying to like kind of regain mm-hmm. something there and i also <laughs> uh play a lot of an audition for a lot of like bitches and assholes so, like there's this thing ingrained that it's like i have to be the opposite. Uh, yeah, I have to be incredibly overly warm, and that's not necessarily it. And then I have some friends who are very big huggers, which that doesn't make me uncomfortable because they're not. Like, yes. Leo is a Leo is a hugger. He's a good hugger and, too. It, that's literally what I was about to say. I was like, he's a great hugger, and there's there's like a level of like he hugs people that he because he cares and he like loves people. Like, that comes from a place that I don't feel like uncomfortable with. Um, but I think as a whole, us operating under, and I've been said this before, it's like, you know, we have to make sure that consensual hugging and like consensual touching and all of that. 
But I think like baseline, we should just assume no, because having to ask if it's okay or we're having this overwhelming pressure that it's you have to essentially opt out of it. Where it's like, why are we assuming we have consent to touch other people? But we're putting people like the onus and the responsibility on the person who like does not want to have like a physical physical interaction to then say that. And I think like also in certain circumstances, because we're operating with the default being like touching, it should be okay. So let me just clarify and double check and ask that it is. We're 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 assuming, and then we're putting that person in a shitty position if they don't feel like they can say no like that's my thing with consent very big fan of consent but I don't think (laughs) there's some things that are inappropriate to ask so like oh you get the person's consent first it goes well is it appropriate are they in a spot where they could feel like they could say no like whatever all of this came to be because I don't know if other people saw Melissa had said that she had not but Andrew Garfield was getting discussed i saw this on reddit but it was on twitter too for doing conventions and during the like not for doing conventions but the photos came out as they do and he's you know standing next to people not touching smiling like leaning like doing like the pose things that people want to do but specifically his team or whoever was running his meet and greet was like no he's we're not doing any touching or hugging and people were so mad. Some what? People were like, well, don't even go to the convention if you're not going to do this. And I'm like, but, huh? But do people not remember just a, a, a couple years ago when Me Too happened and everybody was like, don't touch anybody. Like, well, especially sub- celebrities when they're in pictures, they're like, we want to have hands. They were specifically talking about men have hands like in front don't touch anybody like that was a huge thing but you should never never just assume that you should touch somebody it's a meet and greet it's not a cuddle and hug well the part that makes it really like even more grotesque to me is that the difference for them and they're all like you know people like i'm all for consent but it's like but i paid and i go you think Mm -mm. you paid for access to him in any capacity like no like you your dollar does not hold more weight than his comfortability and so even if you didn't want to touch him but you were saying something inappropriate they're going to kick you out and that's like do you know what I mean like there's all of these things that you can do that like just because you paid money to be there does not mean that you can do whatever the fuck you want yep. like your dollar is not worth that much so this person had tweeted saying some celebrities really think they're gods or some shit, making fans pay hundreds of dollars to get to meet them and then won't even let them touch them. Like, don't do conventions if you don't want to meet your fans then. And then, yes, this is about Andrew Garfield. It's just mind blowing to me because, A, you're not making your fans do anything. Fans are asking to do this. Meeting someone is not a liken to touching them. Like, those things are not this. You can meet someone without having to touch them. But if you're idea of consent is thrown out the window as soon as you've paid for something i do not think that you should be paying for an exchange of goods and services that involve other people because this feels like you're entitled to their bodies which is just so fucking so fucking weird and i think like 
this <laughs> uh, obsession that the internet has with certain male celebrities, I look at that and like I'm n- <laughs> I never want to be like, well, like, let's think about it in the reverse because like, you know, if this was a woman and all of this, like the comments that she'd be getting would be men have a far easier time on social media being treated by women than other women do having treated by women. But like this as a whole, like he, you can still sexually harass a man. Like you can still do all of the these things. And the same way that, like you said, like men, it was like, do not be, t- don't touch fans in these photos. Mm-hmm. I also always think back to Taylor Swift did a, like they, she did a radio show and this was like her big court case and the radio DJ like grabbed her ass under her skirt and it's like in the photo op and she sued him. She sued him for a dollar yeah, and one should. and he countersued her. But like it was in the sense that like he was in the level of position of power there. It's his radio show. But in terms of like who has more professional power, it's Taylor Swift. This I This idea that like celebrities need to act a certain way as they should in front of the cameras with their fans that needs to extend to the fans as well even if you see yourself as like oh i'm just i'm just like i'm just a little girl with a little crush on a boy it's not that like it does not matter your age your gender your size like any of that none of that matters the relationship between I mean, anyone, but in this case, celebrity and and fan, that needs to be a mutual level of respect. Because I also think in comparison to like Colleen Ballinger, the reason why she would bring like very little young boys up on stage, she would not feel comfortable doing that with older men because she would feel fear for her safety. with mm-hmm. old, But that is not, it is all equal fucking, like it's all the same playing field. It's you, you're, if you are concerned about your safety, that cannot be... <laughs> You cannot then sacrifice someone else's safety for that. You can do both. Both people can be safe here. And the photos that he, like, how people, like, they were so pleasant and fine and nice. But the touching thing is just, makes me so uncomfortable. (laughs) So, hate it. Hate it. Hate it. Hate it. And I would say, normalize waiting for someone else. Like, if you're meeting someone who you don't know. If someone else is like, oh, no, if you want to hug someone, I would talk, you know, and then. But an introduction hug to me is like a. Allison always asks. I have to when I remember the first time, I think it was like the first time I ever met Allison or the second time I ever met Allison that I like. And I remember there are certain things I've had when people ask me if I before I like when they're getting to know me like on the first or second time we hang out and they're making plans and they go oh do you drink and then when Al and this that's happened with other people but Allison specifically asking that it was like someone and there was an angel that shined yes, down light on the, me and I was like oh, and oh it's my the, god yeah I'm you know I it's hard for me to control how I say things but she says it in a way that feels welcoming uh-huh. like it's like pediatrician yeah like if you don't want to cool mm-hmm. but she said can I hug that's what she says no, and I'm like, and it's it's so great. Yeah, I, I respect her for that. No, and I I I really I really really love that. And the way that she also says it, maybe we need her, 
we need to ask her to make a tutorial video so we can guide people to that. Because the way that she says it, I would not, first time I would never feel weird saying mm-hmm. no. And it also does not come with like an expectation yep. from her. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, let's just PSA to Alice. Not, I mean, we, we, we do know her so we can ask her to make a tutorial. I kind of know her. I think I've met her yeah. once or twice. I know a thing or two about, about her. All right, my turn. You ready? As ready as I'll ever be. We need to stop visiting Florida. Not us, because I. the last time I went to Florida... How can we stop something we haven't done? Right. Couldn't... When was the last time I went to Florida? By choice. Probably some... Even not by choice. That's what I'm saying. I don't... I've never been to Florida on purpose. I think the last time I went had to be for like an AKA convention years ago. Well, that's not by choice either. But that's when it was okay. Barack Obama was president. <laughs> Times were different. Times were different. It was a different, a different time. Even though Florida's always been bad. I always think about that uh, Bugs Bunny clip where he's sawing off Florida. Classic from years ago. And Bugs Bunny knew then. I think of it of E-Bombs World. The like, mm-hmm. I think, and I think that's where they got it, right? But like, it's an actual Bugs Bunny. Thing. No, I know. I'm thinking, I think that they cut off Florida in reference to the Bugs Bunny. Oh, yeah, yeah. Clip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Charity uh, will save you. That's the thing. It's like, by choice, nobody should be going unless like, you, you already live there. You have family there. Um, or for some reason, there's like a specialized doctor that you have to go see there. Yeah. Anything else? Need base. Yeah. A need base. Need or circumstance base. Yeah. We don't need a vacation. No. Um, so a lot of, uh, civil rights groups have said stop going, including Equality Florida and LGBTQ advocacy group. That's literally in Florida. <laughs> uh-huh. They're like, we've been here. We're yeah. here. Don't come. Don't come. Um, they warned, Florida may not be a safe place to move or visit. And this is over the state's anti-LGBTQ laws, restrictions on access to re- reproductive health, and its repeal of gun safety laws. Also, the Florida Immigrant Coalition released an advisory that said, Reconsider travel to Florida due to unconstitutional laws which abuse civil liberties. And the NAACP chapter that's in Florida also voted unanimously in favor of issuing similar travel advisories. In case you don't know, all the terrible things that Florida has done, they abortion one. DeSantis, the governor, Signed a bill banning abortions after six weeks of pregnancy, but it won't take effect unless the state's current 15-week ban is upheld in an ongoing legal challenge that is before the state Supreme Court, which is controlled by conservatives. So, Yeah, and also any of the stuff that people keep being like, well, this one's like doctors aren't risking and like even if it's like technically legal at that current point. They're not risking it. Mm -hmm. And then we've got the don't say gay bill, which covers all grades in school, banning classroom instruction on sexual orientation and gender identity in schools, which is dumb. 
Um, pronouns. DeSantis signed a bill that prevents school staffers or students from being required to refer to people by pronouns that don't correspond to the person's sex. English class. It is. It's gonna be hard, right? Like English, Spanish, like any language I mean, just class. Casual conversation. Yeah. Like you're it. You're holding people back from. A, communicating, regardless if you want to talk about, like, in a progressive or, quote, like, woke ideals, mm-hmm. like, you're legitimately hindering their education and knowledge on, 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 like, reading. Yeah. The death penalty. Santos has signed two major death penalty bills this year. The first ends as a unanimous jury requirement in death penalty sentencing allowing capital punishment with jur- with jury recommendations of at least eight to four in favor of execution. What a freak. Yeah. And then the second is uh, allows the death penalty in child rape convictions, despite the U.S. Supreme Court ruling that banned capital punishment in such cases. The law is intended to get the conservative control U.S. Supreme Court to reconsider a 2008 ruling that found it unconstitutional to use capital punishment in in child sexual battery cases. Oh, we're pretending. It's Republicans again pretending they care about Uh sexual abuse of children. Yep. Guns. Floridians will be uh, able to carry concealed guns without a permit under a bill that DeSantis uh, signed, the new law will allow anyone who can legally own a gun in Florida to, to carry one without a permit. It means training and background checks will not be required to carry concealed guns in public. It actually already took place. It started on July 1st. And then diversity. Um, new laws banned colleges from using state or federal funding for diversity Equity and inclusion programs, a consistent target of DeSantis. They've also have been needlessly institutionalizing disabled children. And that is a list of things that have been happening in Florida. This all started because I was having a conversation with a dear friend of mine who uh, posted the thing about, um, posted an article about the kids the kids being um put in institutions and was talking like this is so wrong blah 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 and then i responded fuck florida and she was like i hate that i love their beaches so much and it's so cheap to fly first of all come to california you have a free place to stay like that's cheaper yeah it's cheaper the flight is not more than 370 Mm dollars like that's not bad, but also you're not, you don't have to stay in a hotel. And there's no gators. There's no gators. The It's not humid. Mm-hmm. It's just a dry heat. We've got like so many different kind of beaches. It's very cool. And then um, this has nothing to do with her, but um, also like theme parks. People are like, well, I like going to the certain theme park. I too prefer that theme park, I was but say. there's a this something very similar right here in California. Dare I say, n- I 
close, not even cousins, close sisters. Yeah. Some might even call them twins. And even not that specific one, the other ones that are there are also here. Uh-huh. And it's still not humid yep. here. And there are still no gators. Mm-hmm. Unless you want to see them in an enclosed space. You can go visit them. Yeah, there's an, al- an albino alligator uh, at my prom. Why? We had a science museum. At school? Oh, no, you had the prom at the science uh, museum. Yeah, at the science museum with the albino alligator. Gotcha. They like, um, put away most of the stuff, but they kept it. And I was like, did you, like, why? Like, did they want to come? All right, time for a break. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Sibling fights are unavoidable, but what if every moment of tension, real or imagined, were under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for the brothers of the House of Windsor, Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, but that all began to crack as they each married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. I'm Matt Bellison. And I'm Sydney Battle. And we're the hosts of Wondery's podcast, Dis and Tell, where we unpack pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds. We recently looked into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than just these two brothers. It stretches back all the way to the history of the British monarchy, and it's a battle for who will shape its future. Did their feud stem from the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or was it something that started much earlier? Follow Dis and Tell on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Dis and Tell early and ad-free on Wondery Plus. It's sandal season. Get those dogs out and get them into, <laughs> dare I say, one of the most comfortable, two of the most comfortable pairs of shoes I've ever had the privilege of sliding these dogs right into. Today's episode is brought to you by Crocs. Melissa, how excited are you? I'm so excited. And no, I she love, can't. She can't hide it. She I, can't I even love, hide it. I love <laughs> talking about getting your dogs out because it is sandal season not just sandal season hashtag sandal season and this is what we wait for all year you should know i did paint my toenails in preparation for sandal season and my crocs arrived yesterday and i was like "Ooh, baby i will say i do need to repaint because the color i picked was not great um but they're gonna be so cute and we are so excited because it's time it's time to pull your sandals out and maybe you need some upgrades but really what I think, I need comfortable sandals. And my Crocs, I'm prancing around, plopping around, crocking around in style and comfort. Hashtag sandal season is something everyone looks forward to and they're sliding into sandals year round because of how they make us all feel. We're confident enough to reflect our style, but also comfortable enough to be our boldest selves. And being this comfortable transcends a single season or a single vacation or a single moment. Dare I say, it is a mindset. Not just a mindset, but this mindset brings the vibes of the summer to any moment. A mindset that creates a space to show up as your most audacious self. 
a mindset that evokes joyful, bold energy all year long, no matter where it takes you. With the new Croc-style sandals, you can embrace those feel-good summer vibes all year long thanks to versatile styles, effortless coolness, and a brand new free-feel technology that feels like nothing at all. These aren't just sandals for a single season. Don't just take our word for it, because I know we live in LA. Like, I'm be wearing these truly year-round. Yeah, like, I got... Um, a couple pairs. Um, right now, I am currently on my feet wearing the- She showed me. She showed I, those dogs. I did. I didn't show you my dogs. I just showed no, you the sandals. That's true. That's true. You know, I, I like to, to keep my dogs hidden. <laughs> 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 I got the getaway strappy in plaster. They are so comfortable. I've been wearing them all day. Like, since I got them yesterday and all today, I've been wearing them nonstop, except for when I got in the bed. They're incredible. It feels like I'm wearing nothing at all, which I love when it comes to any type of shoe. They've got the, like Megan mentioned, the feel-free technology. Some of the customer testimonials say it's very soft, light, and thin. It seems like you don't have shoes on. There's a cushiony, soft footbed, like walking on clouds, and the shoes you can wear with everything and everywhere. There's also comfort on upper straps so they don't dig into your feet, which is why I've been able to wear them all day. They're super soft, they're, they're, the straps are smooth, they're seamless, unrestricted comfort, they're lightweight, and they're flexible. We have the same pair of that one, um, though we will have to coordinate so we're not wearing them the same day because uh, my my the size of my foot looks like it's <laughs> eaten like seven of yours. and it, it does send me into a tailspin. But I also have the Brooklyn sandals. I got the Brooklyn high shine heel. Oh, you heard me. A heel. Your girl is wearing a, a wearable high heel. Now, these make me feel like the hot girl in Y2K movies. Like, I was never that. Like, I was like awkward and like too young but I feel like I could be in a music video and like I literally put them on and like pranced around my living room yesterday I was like Mots look at me and he was like those are Crocs and I was like I know so comfortable so cute and you know these ones if if you look these ones up online everyone like I promise you they're so cute you're like oh is this gonna dig into my foot no doesn't dig anywhere it is so comfortable like most said it's like it's like walking on clouds and they're super sleek and they have this like sink in soft feeling where you don't feel like you're wearing anything with a heel, let alone anything cute. Like I feel like I should be, they're, they're too comfortable to be this cute. It's sophistication meets all day comfort and they also feature light ride footbeds and it's a really wearable height, which I love. And you should know when the delivery driver yesterday, I was like doing gardening and he like came from around the gate holding the package over his both hands over his head going i've got your crocs and i was like <laughs> thanks my guy and he was very excited for me as well so i'm just obsessed absolutely love them and right now you can get 20 percent off your next purchase at crocs.com just use the code podcast 20 at checkout that's podcast 20 at crocs.com for 20 percent off your purchase do you remember Tuesday, September 20th, 2016? Because we do. Because it's the day This Is Us premiered after more than 70 million of you watched our trailer and made our show go viral. I'm Mandy Moore. I am Chris Sullivan. And I am Sterling Brown. We are your hosts of That Was Us, a rewatch podcast starting May 14th. Listen to our episodes wherever you get your podcasts, and you'll be able to watch our episodes on the That Was Us YouTube channel.
Well, before we get into it, we could we can get into uh, someone shared some things about horses because you did. Uh, oh, what was it? Horses? Not I all said, horses choose yeah. to be ridden. No, I said maybe all horses don't want to be ridden. Okay, I said maybe horses don't want to be ridden, but then I got a little nervous, so I said all. Hi, Megan and Melissa. I was very excited when you asked me to write. So this is the. Is this the the horse the sexual horse? Yeah, I mean we should no clarify. clarify that. I'm so sorry. This person, ha- every person they've dated, when they found out that they rode horses, they kept making like sexual jokes about it. In the only way that I've ever heard it done to dancers and contortionists, and then it opened up a whole new world to Melissa and I. That turns out we're apparently not friends with a lot of horse girls or I'm horse a new one people. And <laughs> happy for you. Um, and that this is in fact. Uh, a thing mm-hmm. and we both we obviously were repulsed by the sexualization of anything but specifically um the fact that someone would be able to sexualize a, a hu- someone who's doing something with such An a animal. large animal does without a doubt always veer on the side of bestiality yes so i was very excited when you asked me to write in and give my input on the subject on the subject of horseback riding and how horses feel about it i apologize for my delay in commenting but here's my opinion. No need to apologize. Based on both personal experiences and facts on the matter. Similarly to many matters in life, horseback riding can be wonderful and awful for the horses. Generally, there are a few factors that can affect this. One, how the horses are being handled. Are they getting time off to be in the pasture and relax? Are they being treated like athletes in the sense that they get treated? that they get treatment and special attention to make sure that nothing is bothering them. For example, my horse gets a special chiropractor treatment every three months to ensure that everything is feeling good and a massage twice a year or after intense competitions, training weeks. If the horse is being handled well, generally they're very pleased. And honestly, many sport horses get frustrated if given too much time off or if they're not exercising regularly. However, if the horse is being overworked, not getting treatment, etc., I personally feel it is not fair to ask them to do their job. And that was in quotes. Two, what are the horse's living conditions? Are they in a stable that is big enough for them? Are they comfortable? For example, my horse is blanketed in the winter and has a ceiling fan in the summer to ensure optimal temperature. I want to be like your you. horse. Literally me. <laughs> this is what I got. This is different and somewhat more pampered than in nature when horse when horses need to brave all weather conditions. But of course, this is a direct result of the horses being athletes and not wild, for better or worse. Three, are the horses' medical needs being addressed? Four, are they being given an opportunity to just be horses, spend time in the pasture with other horses, etc.? Let bitches be bitches. I'd also like to compare the horse situation to dogs. There are many dogs that live in climates that are not fitted to their needs, like huskies in hot desert climates or a chihuahua in Alaska and big slash energetic dogs that live in tiny apartments or are chained all day. Like with all things in relation to animals, humans have changed their lives and the only fair thing to do is to treat them with the utmost respect and kindness. Love you both. Thanks for asking for my opinion. Wishing all listeners and you too, good wet sex. Ah. P.S. I have an update of my horse girl write-in. Let me know if you want to hear it. Bitch, yes. Of course. 
Yes. Yes. Thank you for that. Thank you. It was very informative and very well written. Yeah. That all makes a lot of sense. I do want to know what happens. Actually, maybe I don't want to know because maybe it's sad. But like when a horse can no longer be the same sport level in in the sense of like someone like that, like not I don't because I know that like, you know, race horses that if you're doing like a four, pro, like it's, you know what I mean? Like a different organizations, but like an individual who loves their horse and like rides their horse, but it can no longer compete. I know when I went to the horse place in Ojai, a lot of those horses were that kind of So horse. you would then either sell or donate your horse mm-hmm. to to some place that low key that can still ride them like they're saying they need to be written like regularly, yeah. but they're not getting and that care endurance. For them, yeah. yeah. Okay. That makes me feel better. Because I know the I know the cost of horses upkeep is like really expensive. Mm-hmm. And if they can't if it's also your job at a certain point or it's like a hobby, like you'll have to replace that. You'll have to have another horse that you can ride to that yeah. extent that it would be really, unless you're incredibly wealthy, which I mean, a lot of horse people are, um, you wouldn't be able to afford care and upkeep for multiple horses. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for you and your horse journey. Thank you. I'm, I'm going to need to hire an, uh, uh, an animal psychic bef- and like animal therapist, animal trauma therapist before I get near any of your horses. They um pair you up with someone that matches your temperament. If that makes sense. The, it'll be the horse that's laying down in the shade and I'll go, I'll just come lay down next to you. <laughs> we don't gotta walk anywhere. Yeah, they like kinda they're like, you they like size everybody oh, up. Yeah, in the you've group. got an anxious, neurotic horse trauma kind of energy. Mm-hmm. And they probably give you like a little slow pony. Yeah. Okay. So now it's time for but are you wrong? This is when we read your email submissions. And if you want to send us one, send it to buttamywrongpod at gmail.com. You have to keep it under 300 words. We do ask that you include ages. Um, and it's all anonymous, so you can include student, pseudonyms, right? Mm-hmm. That's the word. I almost said synonyms. You know why? I know why. There you go. Because um, I'm your bestie. And we're the same, like... <laughs> send them in we'll read them um, and we'll tell you if you are wrong in your situation or if you would be wrong so kicking this one off hi Megan and Melissa my best friend she 25 and I she 24 recently attended a Lana Del Rey concert at a big outdoor festival we are huge <laughs> fans <laughs> we're huge fans and we're lucky enough to be in the VIP section which was situated on the side of the stage it was a big crowd of 100,000 people oh my god it was my first time seeing her in concert. I was really excited because I've been a fan for a decade now. We were a second row standing right behind two girls in their 30s. Let's call them Sarah and Julia. During the opening acts, my friend and I were catching up as we didn't really know the performers on stage. Sarah and Julia asked us to be quieter because they wanted to hear the music. I understood their request and felt bad, so we lowered our voices. What, I already know what I'm going to say. Once Lana Del Rey came on, my best friend and I got really excited. We started screaming with excitement, and soon enough, we were loudly singing all the lyrics to the songs. Most people around us were doing the same, but Sarah and Julia were quiet and seemed like they didn't know her music at all throughout the show they kept giving us annoyed looks and eventually about halfway through they left i heard them say to people next to them that the girls were screaming so loud they couldn't hear her sing were we rude and broke concert etiquette or were we legitimate to enjoy the concert the way we wanted to thanks i think you're rude and broke concert etiquette um because i think it's a, com- a compiled list of things so 
I think talking during the opening act. It's rude. Yeah. is just point blank really rude. And that's not to say that I've like never done it. Um, but I would never do it today. Like I, I, that's like how that's like, <laughs> I saw Demi Lovato open for the Jonas brothers. Like that was something like, there's so many amazing, really cool acts, but there's also like a lot of people who go to, especially this is like a festival. Um, but even concerts in general, I also wouldn't describe Again, maybe this is wrong because it's a different kind of festival I'm not familiar with. I wouldn't describe the person who went on before the opening act to Lana. Like, that's like saying the person who went before the headliner at Coachella was opening for Billie Eilish. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, it's it doesn't matter if they weren't there for, like, they can be there for anyone, but it's a level of, like, respect. And both instances they can't enjoy the music because you're enjoying it how you want to. But the way that you're enjoying it how you want to impedes on how other people can enjoy it. Whereas if you enjoy it the same way that they're enjoying it, that doesn't mean that you can't hear. Right. (laughs) So I've also been a screamer at concerts. Um, I have gone to Taylor Swift concerts since I was like 15, 16. Hmm. 15, a child. Yeah. A teenager. Like I went to Jonas Brothers. Like, so I understand that. Um, and I do think that when you're an artist who is catering specifically, to, when you are a young artist and your audience is young people, there is a window in which everyone is pretty much under 18. All the people attending, the performers also under, like, and so that's when, they make those like local news is like parents bring your earplugs for your con like well this is my decibels and those artists though age out of that screaming fan base and the fan base also ages out of of that there's like a window i think for that you can be excited and sing along but the louder you want to sing along you should be farther 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 back because <laughs> No, no, I mean, like, just acoustics-wise. Like, (laughs) it's just, like, when you're close and you're side stage, you're not having mics, like, the amps directly pointed at you. So, like, they're going to hear you more than they hear her. And if they couldn't hear and they felt it was rude or disrespectful for you to be, like, whispering and talking and loudly during the first set, like, I don't know what you thought that they would think if you're screaming the whole time. Like, you can scream and be excited, but artists also don't, like that and specifically unless they do the thing where they hold yeah, their microphone but out. you can sing along but like the scream singing along is like be aware of other people um and i do have to say that specifically lana del rey she sings so quietly like she is not a belter like she has a very soft ethereal kind of voice that a i'm gonna need to follow up and ask Kyle how you scream sing along to Lana but also even if you thought everybody else was doing that when you're like you can't actually tell if people are still doing it when you're doing it so I just think like yeah I just don't think it's necessary to enjoy your experience you can scream sing a couple like when they come out but the whole time Nothing grinds my gears more at a concert than 
people that think that they are performing. If you want to perform that hard, you go to karaoke. Concert, like you can sing along softly, almost to the point where you can't hear yourself. Uh, you should never be able to hear yourself that's at my concert. Point. That's my point. That's how softly you should be singing. Uh, Even if you sing loudly. No, I mean like in your head. Like that's the only way you should hear. Facts. Uh, and that um, like I'm, I'm fine with people singing along when the artist like holds out the microphone or like stops singing so everybody can sing along. Like that is a unified consent to everyone singing. But what I don't like is when people are singing over the person that's performing do that at home do that in your car i've seen clips of artists getting mad because people are singing it wrong and singing it louder than what they can hear and just like being rude to other people so like i think it is disrespectful i think you disrespected the opening act by talking through their performance like that's annoying as fuck and then I think it's disrespectful to the artists and the other patrons for you to be singing Lana Del Rey, who whisper sings louder than her to the point that I think it you makes got vocal notes to the point where it makes people leave. Yeah. Like how 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 abrasive were you being with this singing? I also just why do you why do you need to sing that loud? No, you I, are there to hear the artist. Yeah, and like. Taylor Swift concerts, notoriously, like, everyone sings along. Like, everyone sings. But, like, I am dreading being near some if someone is, like, scream singing. Because mm -hmm. there's a difference between singing along and they they adjust her music and, like, the amps accordingly because they know people do sing along. And most people recognize and understand because people sing along what level we all need to be singing along at. So it's not an awful experience for everybody else. Mm -hmm. But this specifically, when you said, um, throughout the show, they kept giving us annoyed looks and eventually halfway through they left. So you knew the whole time they were getting annoyed, but you didn't do anything. Like you just continued on with what you were doing. And yeah, like I think you are both too old to do this. I did this when I was... 16 and i think you're too old to do this and i think it's like you said disrespectful to the artist as well our consensus is you're wrong all right well next one my dad and his ex were off and on for three years and met because we live in the same building i know they're 63 oh i know they're 63 x 73 dad in January, my dad's ex got major surgery on her neck right when my job was ending. She stated many times she was doing me a favor by giving me the job of taking care of her, which included 24-hour care, waking up in the night to help her to the bathroom, showers, errands, and overall just non-ending work and caretaking. I felt obligated to do it because she stated I could hire someone, but I'm happier with you doing it. She also kept crossing boundaries I set with her and would disclaim, I know you don't want to hear this, and then cross the boundary. 
I decided to ghost her though because one other time in the past, she and my dad drove home drunk and I said if they did it again when they have other resources, that would be a final straw for me. This particular night, my dad and his ex came home and they were both drunk. I learned his ex made the choice to drive home and I confronted her and said, you're drunk, what the fuck? And she proceeded to yell at me, mock me and say extremely nasty things. She texted me the next day a half-ass apology of, I'm sorry if I did anything I don't remember and a voicemail saying the same and asking when I could come help her. I never answered because I was genuinely so hurt and in shock she couldn't remember her behavior. Am I wrong for ghosting? She drove drunk and wasn't even wearing her neck brace. Am I wrong for not continuing to care for her? Why does she still need care? Wait. If she had neck surgery and is out driving and drinking, why does she still need to be cared for? I, when did they break up? They're on and off. But we're still calling her the ex because they were on and off. Maybe they're for off around three years when they wrote this and then on the next day. OK. But I don't understand why she needs to still need to be cared for. Well, probably because she's not actually recovering and she's driving drunk without a neck brace. If she can drive drunk without a neck brace, she can help herself to the bathroom. And if she's going to not only like add the added risk on top of putting herself and other people at risk by driving drunk um adding on top of that potentially fucking up in surgery or recovery that has not finished fucking up um if she has to drink and drive drunk like that's that's a bigger problem yeah than and like, and you yeah. already gave her a warning that if she did it again that you were done with her and your dad and they fucked around and found out. Yeah. You're not wrong. No. You're not wrong at all. And like, there's, I, I personally think that like, anytime you're caring for someone, if it's like a nanny, if it's a caretaker, if it's, you know, any anything where it's like someone counts on you for basic needs or for function all of that kind of stuff um that does not mean you're eternally in in like dead to them yeah so like they still if they don't treat you it's not you don't have a responsibility there like you're not oh like i think we owe people things but we do not owe to be disrespected and then expect to benefit from said relationship mm -hmm. so no, even like, I mean, I'm a big fan of ghosting in general, but like some people don't deserve notice. Yeah, because like she got up, uh -huh. got ready, went out driving. She had to drive there, right? If she drove home drunk, partied, drank, then got in a car, drove home and got in bed. What does she need you for? Mm -hmm. She did all that by herself. Mm -hmm. What does she need you for? Yeah, and like there's a comfort like some people with who struggle with like alcohol will like something along the lines of like oh like I I'm good at this like I can do like I was fine and it goes okay so then that you don't need me 
But then if the other thing is like, no, 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 I I have a problem and like this is out of control and like I'm not okay. I need help. But she's not. She's trying to do both. Mm -hmm. And then give you a half ass apology that she claims she doesn't remember what she said to you, but I'm sure she did. I'm sorry for what I might have said. You know that you talked to her. So you know that you said something out of pocket. Yeah. And 24 hour care is like. Even most like care like that, you would have they two people yeah. switch on and off. Like 24-hour care, especially if it's there are things needed overnight, like that's not mm-hmm. something that would be done by one singular person. And I highly doubt that she is paying you what that cost would be. Yep. Um. So, yeah, I don't think you're wrong at all. All right, we're going to take another break. And when we get back, we'll get into But Are They Wrong? Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait. Is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher. It's time for But Are They Wrong? This is where we nominate someone, something, 
in the media news currently. Actually, it could be past. It could be something we just have a really it's sticking us right now. And we want to bitch about it and publicly throw tomatoes at them. Mine is a there's a bit of a caveat here because this is not a situation or a circumstance where people are entirely sure who is in the wrong or not. But I will say that I think this person, regardless, is wrong. Okay. I'm nominating, I am nominating Robbie Williams. The singer? Yes. Is he British? Yes. I only remember one song he had in like the 2000s. I have no idea who this man is. He could be walking down the street and I would not know a thing. What was his song? There was a slew of songs in the late 90s that came out that had like the word millennium in it because the millennium was about to change. And so this was one of them. Mm. So a a song of the times. Yes. Like vitamin C graduation. Mm -hmm. But that, always relevant. So um, in June, that's kind of when this started, this started popping off and I started seeing about this, I thought like a week ago or something. He paused a concert that he was having in the Netherlands, and he said, I'm totally exhausted. It's due to long COVID. I have long COVID. It's not because of my age. And he laughs. The audience laughs. And then he, like, points to the band because he's he's done this bit where he, like, goes, pause, pause. Okay, stop, stop, stop. And he, like, sits down for a second and is, like, you know, hand on the hip. And he's, like, oh, oh, it's not. He's, this is a, a performance that he's. He's, he's he's acting stage. He's giving he's giving like a it's you know how some artists when they'll talk between sets mm-hmm. he's doing that in but a, as a bit with long COVID you, we were we'll get to there but just know in the actual act of like how he's doing this um you know as I'm watching this for the first time I already know what the headlines are so I'm kind of looking at this in like a yeah this feels hammy like this feels choreographed in a way. So everyone all laughs along with him. And then he like turns to his band and he says, hit it. And then they just go right back into the song and he's jumping up and down, dancing and like doing the whole thing. So he did an interview and someone asked about, you know, his experience with long COVID. He goes, oh no, I, I just use it as a joke. If I suddenly feel tired and exhausted on stage, I don't want the audience to think that it's because I'm an old man. So I pretend to have long COVID. So some people in the long COVID community have said like that was probably like publicit, like maybe it was like an insurance thing. He can't like say this, that, whatever. I think that's like a incredibly um, like American healthcare system take on it of like, oh, he can't publicly say this. It, sure, it could be a PR thing. But even so, I, as someone who's long, I'm very fine with me making self-deprecating jokes or poking fun at like my own experience. But a sea of strangers is not allowed to laugh at that and more specifically they by laughing along with my issue if i've made a joke about it they are laughing along with other people dealing with the exact same they're laughing at other people dealing with the same issue who have not said that they're cool with this so i personally don't think even if he does have long covid i still think he's an asshole for doing this um But then it came out. So I saw this in a comment on 
COVID long hauler subreddit, which I've talked about before, but I will give a caveat if anyone wants to like follow along. If you're going to follow that, follow the recovery subreddit as well, because it can get pretty dark and people are pretty good with trigger warnings, but like it can get, it's hard and it can get dark. So having people's recovery stories there is also nice. Um, but a lot of people will give unsolicited medical information and the mods are really fucking good about that, but it's still, there's a lot of people posting. Um, so a commenter said, I watched the first video and something about it was off. And then I watched a second one. So then there's a second one. One happened five months ago. One happened a month ago. He pauses the same song at the exact same moment. Mm -hmm. He does the same choreography of him walking across the stage, leaning over, hands on the hip, and then points to the band and says, hit it, and starts it back up exactly the same. So that, to me, like, do I do the same? There's certain things that I know are going to wipe me out and make me exhausted every time. Like, yeah. But it's not like this level of like, oh, let me make a, a bit out of it. Like, this is this is funny. And to hear an entire audience, like, laugh along with it, I think is royally fucked. And I... And it's also simultaneously, like, he the way he keeps bringing it up, it's not long COVID, it's not my fucking age, you fuckers. And he, like, laughs. And it's like, so... You just, You're so insecure about getting older that you find that you would prefer to poke fun at a chronic ailment right now that people are suffering, like countless people are, are suffering with. And to you, you would rather people. You're so concerned about people thinking that you're old. Also, he's only 49. Yeah. He also like pauses in the shows to like talk about like his depression and like he's opened up about body dysmorphia and like all of that. And it's that great open up about those things. The way that you talk about the things that you go through when you're a public figure. You have to be aware that other people suffer with the same things that you do. And I think it's one thing to like make a self-deprecating or a dark joke. I, I make dark jokes about like shit I go through like and like that other people deal with all that like all the fucking time. But if any, if I ever had an audience who like roaring laugh, I would never give anyone the opportunity to do that because that also, I, it's like, <laughs> I used to say, my friends in high school used to be like, I can say I, I hate my grandma, but you can't say you hate my grandma. Do you know what I mean? Like there are certain things that I, but you cannot laugh along with this sort of thing. I'm reading on his Wikipedia that in 2011, he said that he gets tired all the time because he has a hormone imbalance called andropause. Like, why won't you just just pick, pick, pick what, what gets you tired? Yeah. And say that and don't make a joke out of something that's affecting so many people. Talk about something that actually affects you. Yeah. And you cannot, I, I truly believe, like, I do not believe that, I believe that people are complex and I think even shitty people deserve, like, empathy and understanding and care about the other things that they talk about because, like, I'm not going to talk shit on this man about depression because I have to, I'm depressed and, like, I know that that affects other people. But, like, it the gall that you have 
to be, to have opened up about things, which if you continue to open up about your struggles, it's because your audience and fan base has been support. You like, you felt some benefit and some connection and community there. And then to look at what that community or whatever that kind of empathy and connection has done for you. And to then poke fun of that in a different community. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, where do you get off doing that? Well, he believes in Pizzagate, so. And there we go. Yep. Granted, you know, I should have been questioning when I never pulled up his Wikipedia. And under health issues, it says interest. And I go, why would I care about his interest? And then I see UFOs. Well, and you know where it goes from there? Excuse me. I have an interest in UFOs. Melissa, no one gets a Wikipedia subsection for interest that starts with UFOs that does not end in Pizzagate. This is true. All right, so my wrong of the week, Rachel of the week, little bitch, is Jason Aldean and his fans. I'm so, must it, we are, because I was like, she'll pick it. Yeah. Um. So Jason Aldean released the country singer released a song called Try That in a Small Town, which is currently number two. Morgan Wall in effect. And uh, the song is racist, point blank, period. Argue with your mama if you don't agree with me. Read the lyrics. It's very clearly racist, and anybody that's defending this is a racist sympathizer and racist. So then he released a statement saying, I'm proud to be from here. I love our country. I want to see it restored to what it once was before all this bullshit started happening to us. I love our country. I love my family and I will do anything to protect that. I can tell you that right now. He then said cancel culture was something that if people don't like what you say, they try to make sure they can cancel you which means try to ruin your life, ruin everything. Again, the song is number two on the charts. He's not canceled. Cancel culture is not real. It's fake. It's just something that people that get in trouble like to wag their finger at and try to make it something that it's not. But his song has been pulled from CMT, country music television. So That's how you know it's bad. Yep. When CMT goes, you know, even for us, a little too far. You towed the line, you went over it, and yeah, we're done with you. After a barrage of bad publicity, accusing him of promoting lynching and violence via the song's theme and music videos. <laughs> and the lyrics. And the lyrics and, and, and the visuals, <laughs> everything. Um. Jason Aldean tried to make it seem like, well, not tried to make it seem like he said that all this information was pulled from the news here in the U.S. That he was using news clips to show just how bad the U.S. is. Well, 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 well. <laughs> not good true. Good delivery. Huh? It's a good delivery. Yeah. <laughs> so a TikTok user Debunk claims that all the footage in the video comes from real life America. And now she's getting death threats. So she found, I was so 
enthralled in her. I watched, I think she made two or three videos. Her name is Destiny Stark. And they show that um, some of these videos, one of them was from a German music festival. And we know, notoriously, going to be saying good things. Yeah. One of them, the one, that one is like one where, she, the and how she found it is that there's a woman standing in the street kind of like holding off police officers. First of all, the way that the police officers are dressed are not how U.S. police officers are dressed. Her bag was in German. And so the uh, Destiny looked up like what this meant, found out where in Germany it was, then used Google Maps to look at the buildings and found Icon. exactly where it was. Cross street. Yes. That's impressive. And uh, and then another one was a stock image that she found very easily where somebody was trying to uh, set a Molotov cocktail. Personal experience with that one. What? Someone put one of my classmates in middle school, put one under our building, like our music building, a Molotov cocktail. You told me this. Yeah. The only I reason know. why I know how to pronounce it. Okay. So it, there's a, it's very cinematic of someone lighting a Molotov cocktail and about to throw it. And the thing is, it's so cinematic. How could news footage get this? So she did a little search, found it in some stock image that uh, came from Bulgaria. At this point, I'm like literally waiting for them. Like, And then we got a clip of Harry Styles and Dunkirk. And it's like, right. what? Like, right. Okay. And she found, yesterday. she found several videos. Like like the clips are, uh, are from several just like stock image videos. And now she's getting death threats. And so fuck him and fuck his fans. The comments are wild on her videos. She is a young young. woman. He's literally in the video. He is standing in front of a courthouse in Tennessee, which was the site of a lynching of a black 18-year-old in 1927 and a race riot in 1946. So... Fuck all these people and keep fighting the good fight, Destiny Stark. You sound like a superhero. I was literally going to say. I mean, say, like, it is Tony Stark's last name, but but you on your own, Destiny Stark. In like comic book, like mm-hmm. this is like, and even like the hair, the makeup, the whole like aesthetic. I'm like, I can, I can see you in 2D and I'm, I'm, I'm turning pages. Yeah. All right. That's the end of the episode. We hope you all enjoyed. I wish nothing but the worst for the Aldine family, unless you're not related to them or you are related to them and you have so much shame. I think then we're both on the same page that I wish awful things for um, him and his wife and her sister. Do you have anything else to add? No, I have absolutely nothing. So if you want to participate, remember that you can write in to butamirongpod at gmail.com. Once again, that's butamirongpod at gmail.com. Please keep your email to 300 words or less. Let us know your pronouns if you'd like. Please include ages and also false names. Anyways, we will circle back. Goodbye. assistance by Melanie D. Watson.